Hi everybody, this is Vicki Enchak. I'm going to play some of his music in a little while. This morning I have had this, uh, just some stuff rolling around in my head that Father has, I shouldn't say stuff because it's really good stuff, <laughs> rolling around in my head that Father has been talking to me about for the body. And you guys, I'm going to, I've already prayed, Chuck's already prayed. I'm going to ask you to pray and um, just take these things to Father, but I, I really hear him saying he's fine-tuning us, okay? And some of you know that have stayed with us or been with us for a while that Father told, told us months ago he's going to take us back into his classroom. And so I feel like he's saying we're there today again. Uh, but first I'm going to do a little bit of just kind of a little background of what's been going on. In September of 2019, so that would be three years ago, Father started talking to me about uh, a drawing down. And I understood that this was a worldwide thing. That it's an intentional depletion of resources. If you look up that phrase, uh, that term, drawdown, it's an intentional depletion of resources. And then, and he told me then to begin preparing our home, us, you know, me, I mean, I shouldn't say us, like I'm, I'm not preparing Chuck, he prepares himself, but uh, that we need to, to be prepared spiritually, physically, in every kind of way, uh, because this intentional depletion of resources was going to begin to happen. And as we all know, it has been, um, it's interesting, even the water tables around the world and I mean all over the place are being drawn down and that's one of the uh, definitions of that term draw down usually it's like uh, drawing down from a reservoir or something like that that's one of the ways it's also a military term where where uh, troops are pulled back so anyway that was the first thing and and let me just tell you guys this, Father's been talking to me about this kind of stuff for many, many, many years, many years since I was in my 20s, I know. So for over 40 years, he's been talking to me about this, almost 50 years. But now we're at that time where these things are really beginning to kick into high gear and happen. And anyone who is the least bit awake can see these things going on. Then as time went on, um, after 2019 and that, that vision, Father began to talk to me about some a bunch of other things, and I've shared a lot of that. I've shared what he's told me with you guys, with the exception of one dream that I just had a couple of weeks ago, and I'm still praying about that one. But um, I've shared a lot of that stuff with you guys because what he's what he's doing is he's trying to prepare his people. He's calling those who will still come to repentance to come to him. And um, he's teaching us things. You know, he's purifying us. We are in the refiner's fire. So anyway, there were other messages like uh, he was he spoke at one point well more than once he spoke to the people who are in positions of leadership in the body of Christ and absolutely warned them about uh, how they were actually endangering their own lives because he was only going to put up with them doing what they were doing for for so long and then that was going to be it he was going to take them out there were a lot of just 
many different dreams and visions and uh, words that he's given me just in these last few years for the body. And today, I, I hear him saying that because of what's right in front of us, okay, and I am and I am going to just share a few things. And you know what? I know I'm not the only voice saying this. I'm not the first one. And all I am is a confirming voice to what you've heard many times before. We are entering into a time now where we are going to see great famine. And I know there's been famines. There have been famines throughout history. and But this is going to be a famine like the world has not seen in our lifetimes. And just over the last few days, I've been aware that there has been, just like probably just a few days, I've been feeling this increase in anger coming that is like it's taken a, a step up in intensity in the world. There's a lot of fear. We all know that. A lot of fear in the world. People are scared. They don't know what's going to happen. And people are, are beginning to wake up to the reality of the famines and a bunch of other things that are going on. And so as we go forward in this time, we're going to experience more. Um, we're just going to have more encounters where we see those fears, that anxiety, that anger, uh, that distraction, all of that stuff come up against us. We're gonna we're gonna run into it. We're gonna run into it. And the uh, I know I'm talking not I'm not talking very fast. I'm I am choosing my words carefully because it's important that I say to you the things Father wants me to say to you and that I don't leave anything out. Uh, and then the other thing is we're we're going to see the persecution of the body of Christ dramatically increase. I remember in a book I wrote back in, I think it was 2006, the Lord had started talking to me back then. I think it was a fairly new thing. I don't know how long ago the whole thing about being politically correct came into being. I can't remember. But I remember the Lord talking to me about it. And so when I wrote a book, he gave me some things to say in that book about that. And he said, the whole politically correct agenda starts out looking like it's a good thing because we should not, we should respect and honor people just as the Lord said, prefer others above yourselves. We should do that in a godly way. He said, so it looks good. He said, but it's really something the enemy has done. And he said, because it's going to go from not wanting to offend or hurt anyone or, um, well, you know, all the stuff, not, it's going to start out looking really good, but he said, but it's going to eventually get to the point where your God offends me. My truth, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Your God offends me. And it, and the goal is to get it to the point where nobody's um, belief system in him is going to be acceptable because somehow the fact that you believe in him and 
if you try to follow him or keep his commandments or anything like that, you are going to be an offense to somebody. It starts out looking good, but the end result, the end of the road is is to get people to where your God offends me, so there is no God. We're not, we can't have your God, we can't have my God. It's a perfect setup for the stage for the Antichrist and, and for the one world religion and all of that. So we're going to see greater persecution in the church. Uh, and uh, oh, thank you, Father. A lot of that persecution is going to come from the outside, but there's going to be quite a bit of it that comes from the inside of the church. There are going to be brothers, just like he said in scripture, brothers going to turn against brother and sister against sister. Um, because even, and if you look around even now, it seems like the attack of one faith doctrine, supposedly Christian faith doctrine, against another just seems to be, it just seems to be getting nastier. And so anyway, that brings us to today and what Father wants me to talk about with you guys today, which is the whole thing about being patient in the time that we're in and in the times that are ahead. Um, and there are a lot of scriptures on patience. I, I'm not going to do a word, do a uh, search on that topic, you guys. Just go search it out. There are just some things Father wants me to say to you about that. And here, he did give me a few scriptures. I'm going to read just a little bit here. Um, and interestingly, we're going to start with the book of Habakkuk. We're in the second chapter. When Habakkuk's gone back and forth, the prophet's gone back and forth with the Lord about why the people had to be destroyed by a nation, why they were going to be put in captivity by a nation that was more wicked than they were. And so anyway, there's this conversation going on back and forth. We get towards the end of that little book and Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he, meaning father, will say to me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Father's talking about a very specific circumstance here, but his principle in this is one that we can use even today. Uh, Father was saying to Habakkuk, look, you need to, you need to make this very plain. You need to, he told him, write it down, get it, you know, get it all, get it plain so that anybody that hears or reads this vision can take that to themselves and run with it. In other words, believe it. I mean, take it and go and believe it and, and, and share it. And today, Father says to us, you have to get the things that I've told you so inside of you and stand so solidly on those things that they're very plain, you understand them, you believe them, you have the patience to, to wait for those things that I have promised you will come either through my word, I've made those promises, or to you directly, maybe I've, you know, maybe he's given you a vision or a dream or a, a, a promise of some sort in some way, a personal word to you, personal message to you somehow, you have to be, you and I have to be so 
clear about what those words are. And we have to walk that out in patience until we see it come to fruition, whatever it is. Father's made promises all through scripture. And, and we know that there are a couple of kinds of promises. One is the if-then promise where he says, well, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. But then there are promises where he said, I'm absolutely going to do this. I'm God. I'm going to do this. And this is what he was saying to Habakkuk here. He said, I, I've, I've made this I've made this promise. This is what's going to happen. The vision is yet for an appointed time. In other words, there's a time this is going to come to pass. But at the end, he says, it shall speak, which means the vision, while it's right now, it's just a vision. There's going to come a time when that vision's going to speak. In other words, it's going to become reality. And he says, it won't lie. What I've promised you is not going to lie. And so he says, even though it tarries or even though it takes a while for it to get here, wait for it because it will surely come. Wait for it. It will not just go away. In other words, God's saying, when I speak, when I say a word, it's a word that you can count on. I'm not a man. I don't lie. In me, there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. There's no changing. I am God. Now, we can say, well, yeah, we understand that, but here's the deal, you guys. If we don't learn how to wait in patience, in patience for those things that Father has promised, then, then we can get out of that place of peace and get into anger, which there's already an increase of in the world now. We can get into anger. We can get into frustration. We can get into doubt or unbelief. We can give up. We can just become discouraged and quit. I want to read another scripture to you. And and Father's saying, you can't, you can't allow that to happen. You're going to have to take hold of this vision, make it so plain to you, understand it so clearly. These words I have spoken, get to know me, get to know my promises, get to know what I've said to you. Take hold of those things and let it just saturate you to the point where you can run with it or anybody you could share that with and say, God has said this and you are, you are making what he has shown you or has told us in scripture very plain so that it's easy to comprehend and it's easy to take hold of. And, and even though it takes time, we don't give up. We don't quit. We believe him. Okay, so I am in... We're talking about patience. So I am in the book of James in the first chapter. And how interesting. It's James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. My brethren, and I'll say my sister and too, okay? My brothers and sisters, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And this, and I'll, I'll stop here. The temptation in patience is to, the temptation is to not wait patiently. Patience is not just, I'm waiting because I have to wait. It's waiting with a certain heart attitude, with a confidence. It's a, it's a peaceful kind of waiting. Okay, so he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let, have, let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing or not in need of anything. So, so here's what I hear him saying, although I'm sure we all hear different things and 
but I hear him saying to us, I hear Father saying to us, look, you have to remember that when temptation hits you, I want you to be, or trials, when anything hits you, I want you to stay in an attitude of peace and joy. I want you to stay in patience. You, I may have told you that I'm going to do this thing in your life and you haven't seen it come to pass yet. And so you're, the temptation is for you to become frustrated or wonder if I actually told you that, or uh, even though I've confirmed it to you, the temptation is for you to become impatient. And the danger in becoming impatient is you lose your focus, you lose your doubt, you begin to question whether or not God is who he says he is, whether or not he's capable of doing what he said, or if he's, pro or if he's forgotten his promise to you, or his promise to his people, or if he just doesn't love us enough, doesn't care for us enough, doesn't have enough power. All of the things that the enemy will say to us when we allow ourselves to come out of patience and entertain other thoughts. So God is saying to us, let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. There are things that will happen in our lives when we stay patient in our attitude. Because when we are patient, then we are peaceful and we're able to hear him. When we are impatient, we're frustrated and angry and no telling what else. And we can't hear him. All we can hear is confusion and chaos. Well, did God really say this? Did God really say that? Well, did he really mean this? Well, did you misunderstand him? Well, does he even care enough? All of those things, all of those things. Well, God must not love you enough or he would have done this by now. You've waited a very long time and it still hasn't happened. Maybe it was a lie. Maybe you didn't hear God. Maybe you missed God. You hear all the confusion, the chaos that comes when the enemy can get us out of that attitude of patience, that peaceful waiting. I actually looked up the definition. I know what patience is, but I thought, well, I'm just going to read the definition of it. It is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Now, here's the thing about patience, you guys. When we stay in an attitude of patience, we can hear things and we can see things that we would not otherwise be able to hear or see because of our lack of patience, because we would be distracted. Always looking at, well, why didn't it happen? What's the matter? What's wait? Why is it taking so long? What's going on? Do I need to do something? Should I fix something? Is something broken? Should I change something? Am I waiting in the wrong way? Is there something about me? Blah, 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 blah. And the list is endless. And so there are things that God wants to show us as we wait patiently for, just like he said, Habakkuk, wait for it. It will not tarry. Wait for it. It will not lie. The vision will speak at its appointed time. It doesn't matter what that vision is, you guys, whether it's something that God has told you personally he's going to do or, where, or whether it's his words in scripture, the promises he's made um, to his people. It doesn't matter what it is. If we will wait patiently, God keeps his promises. He keeps his word. No shadow of turning, no variableness in him. He's not wishy-washy. He doesn't say one thing and then go, well, I'm not so sure. Maybe I'll change my mind about that, even though I've made a promise. God cannot lie. He would not be God if he lied. He wouldn't be God. He's not a liar. Because 
That means that if, if he lies, then that means everything he's ever said, everything he's ever done could possibly be a lie. And we wouldn't be able to have any confidence in him at all. But he says, put me to the test. See, try me. See if I'm, I'm and okay. And now he's got me in uh, Malachi, I think is where it is, where he's talking about even tithing. He says, you know, put me to the test. Do this thing and see if I'm not going to pour you out a blessing so great you can't even contain it. God says, I keep my word. So have peace and confidence in me that I keep my word. If I've made a promise, I'm going to keep my word and do what I've said I'm going to do. There's something else that happens when we stay in peace. Um, and even though it doesn't feel like it when we're going through it sometimes, and you know, the temptation to come and get out of that peace and go, well, where is it God and why is it having? We are, we grow in our trust and confidence in God when we get to the other end of that and we see he kept his word. And it isn't that, it isn't, and so where's the growth going to occur if we've spent the whole time waiting impatiently? There's not going to be any growth in us because we've waited impatiently. God wants everything he does in us, to us, for us, through us, about us, to cause us to have greater confidence and trust in him, that he is one who keeps his word. And so if we have waited patiently, then we can feel good about the fact that, oh, good, I didn't give up. I believed you. I, I heard what you said, and I believed you, God. No matter how long it took, no matter how hard it was to get from that point to this point, you kept your word. And so it, it draws us closer to him. It strengthens us as we wait patiently. It increases our confidence in him, especially when we get to the other end. And we don't feel horrible about ourselves because we, we just were throwing tantrums all the way through the waiting period. Okay, so for the things that are ahead, you guys. I know that uh, he's reminding me of things, messages that he's given, and these are all on video. You can go back through the channel and watch if you want to or listen. He's reminding me that he said that there was going to be a lot. He said countless deaths are coming, and I'm watching in one area. I'm not going to say what that area is because I don't want this video to get flagged or taken down, but I'm watching in one area. <clears throat> where things are being hidden about some of those countless deaths that have already started. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Um, and he also said that there's going to be many, many people who will be homeless. And these are some of the things we're starting to enter into. You guys remember he said to tell you that we need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare our homes, that there will be people God is going to be sending people to other people's homes. That's what he's going to be doing. And uh, it will be a blessing to the ones that come. It will be a blessing to the ones who open their homes. It doesn't mean that it will necessarily be easy all of the time because, you know, if you've got two families coming together to live under the same roof, that can be a challenge. In some cultures, that's very normal. And so that wouldn't be a hard thing. But in the West... Um, in the Western 
culture, that's not quite as com that's not as common at all as it is in some other cultures. So, and sometimes Father said sometimes the people that will be coming won't even be people that are related to you. And in some instances, I hear him saying this, you guys. And in some instances, you'll be glad they aren't people that were related to you because some families just don't get along that well. But he is going to bring people together, and we have to be willing to. We have to be willing to be humble enough to go and humble enough to receive the ones that come. So get your homes ready. You know, I've, I've looked back over the last however many days and considered how he has been, not just out of my mouth, but specifically how he's been talking to us through this particular ministry the last few years and I see him in such great tenderness and love even though at times his words sound you know they're very intense because God means what he says he's he's not he's not a man that he should lie but he's also not somebody that wants to be messed around with you know <laughs> he's serious and he's loving but he's also justice and if he says do this and we don't do this then there is a price to pay and we can't always point at jesus and say here you pay the price uh, when his job was to forgive us for our sins but if we intentionally step into something and then refuse to step out or we intentionally disobey there you know it's that sometimes there are consequences so but anyway this last uh several days i've just from time to time, he's had me thinking about how he started, even though he's talked to me about this kind of stuff for many, many years. And, and, um, but he's had me the last few years here on YouTube and in some other places starting to share things that he's given on a broader scale. And yet I still see us as a very small, because we are, very small part of the remnant of God, the, the people of God, just here in this little corner of his vineyard. And I see his tender loving care to bring correction to the body. I see his tender loving care to bring encouragement and hope to the body. I see his, uh, I see his correction as being a beautiful gift to us to call us to repentance because he loves us so much because he doesn't want us to miss what we could what we have the um, opportunity to have which is eternal life with him after we leave this world and even in addition to that he doesn't want us to miss the blessings that we could be experiencing here and they aren't always physical you know outward blessings you guys sometimes they are just the inner peace of our uh, of our in our beings no in our souls the healing that we need it could be the uh, just the confidence that is increasing in us as we come to recognize truly his love for us and his save his protection his watch care um, his fatherhood over us there are many many blessings that we can receive because he loves us enough to say hey I'm going to tell you what I want you to do and I'm doing it because I love you and if you will if you will listen and obey me then 
even in the hard times that are coming, you will have more peace than those around you who have not surrendered to me and who are not walking with me in an intimate relationship of obedience and love and fellowship uh, in the ways that, that I would call them to walk if they would just yield their lives to me. So he's good God, you guys. And so I'm, I hope that this was a blessing to, to you. Please share it. Oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a couple things. First of all, if you haven't seen Dave and Amelia's, um, video, they, I just, I love this. God has blessed Chuck and me so much with putting, a a team together with us who love him, people who are humble and whose whole desire is, is to be his and his alone. Um, and so yesterday, Dave and Amelia, I posted a video, a couple of videos that they sent. Oh, and by the way, today is September 7th, my sister's 68th birthday. Happy birthday, sissy. Um, and so, so it was kind of an introduction to you all. And uh, just a couple of other things quickly, please check the description box to find out how to join the Vineyard Connections meetings on Sunday. Chuck and I are in those meetings. He stays for most of it or part of it, not as, because sometimes they go for a long time, but uh, you're welcome to come and leave at any point because sometimes we just have wonderful discussions and Holy Spirit moves and speaks and through different people in the group is just beautiful. And uh, Teresa, our prayer team leader, I am so excited about this too, you guys. She is going to start making videos, doing the prayer video, Thursday prayer video and praying with you all and bringing to you all the prayers and praise reports. Um, on video. So I, I just think that's awesome. There's just a lot of stuff going on. If you're a woman and you, and you are still on Facebook and you want to join a group of like-minded sisters in Christ to be able to be strengthened and encouraged and to share what Father's put in you, then go to Meet Him at the Well. It's a private group that I started a number of years ago. Claire is our um, she's a, she's one of the members of the leadership team of this ministry, and she is also the pastor over that group and over, which is a women's only private group, but also the pastor over the brokenhearted church, which is open to men or women, and it's not a private group. So those two groups are on Facebook. You can join her there. Chuck told me today he's getting ready to work on some more music. I'm excited about that. And let's see. And Casey, you guys keep Casey in prayer. She's uh, she's with her mom who has some health issues right now and just pray over that whole situation. There's a lot of stuff going on and we know there are hard times in the world and we know they're going to get harder. If you don't think they're going to get harder, you are not paying attention and you are not listening to the Lord and you are not reading the word of God because he said these things were going to come. And you know, regardless of where we are in the timeline, it's really good for us to remember that as part of the body of Christ, he said we would suffer persecution. You guys, that's not just coming, that's at the door. And uh, for many people, it's all the way in the house. It's all the way in the house as people are laying down their lives for the Lord around the world. And 
So get your homes ready, get your hearts ready, stay in an attitude of patience. You know, there's a maturing that takes place. I think I said this a few minutes ago, I'm gonna say it again. There is a maturing that takes place as we keep our mouths shut and patiently wait on the Lord when he's made a promise. When we see a loved one who's struggling in an area and they know and we know that this is because of choices they're making, then we should always go to God and ask him, how do you want me how do you want me to love this person the very best I can so that I am a blessing to them and not a stumbling block? Not a stumbling block. We love you guys. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs and be back later for TLC. God bless you all. Oh, and do keep me in prayer. I think that I might be starting something new on the channel, but I'm praying about it. So please pray for me because I want to make sure this is God and not just Vicki being all excited and putting too much stuff on her plate. All right, here comes Chuck. Let me find him. Okay, here we go. Thank you. 